Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Martin from Studenomics. Martin is a fun personal finance content creator, helping 20 and 30-somethings to manage their finances, make more money, and enjoy better lives. We will talk about his unique approach to personal finance, how you can make more money, and we will discuss a topic that has been on both our minds for quite a while as well. And that is how the motivational content industry is getting you excited, but it is getting you nowhere, and it can even ruin you. So um, yeah, by the, by the online motivational content, uh, we mean the you know the Gary V videos, the Grant Cardone motivational speeches, etc. This episode is for you if you're looking at making more money from side hustles, and or if you enjoy motivational content a little too much. <laughs> so without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Martin. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Uh, trying to stay busy. What about you? Yeah, all good here in Luxembourg. I hope um, everything is all right in uh, Toronto right now. Yeah, things are okay. You know, just uh, we had we had a heat wave. So Toronto, ha- Canada has two seasons: just summer and winter. So, <laughs> so we ha- we had some May snow. We had a heat wave, so I got nice and tan. Got lots of outdoor time, and now uh, here it's a rainy day. So here I am podcasting and ready to you know talk about whatever comes up. Okay, perfect. And how is it going with the pandemic situation right now? Uh, you know, it's, I'm like I'm like anybody else. Uh, you know, there's days where you panic and you freak out. You mm-hmm. think the world's ending. Then there's other days where you wake up and you're like, "Wow, what an amazing opportunity!" It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely helped me put things into perspective. You know, being able to work from my laptop is uh, it's a huge bonus. Yes, exactly. Because you, um, Martin, I invited you. You are uh, running Studentomics. I don't know if yes. I pronounce that well. Is it more st- studentomics or is it studenomics? I don't know. Can you walk us through what you're doing, actually? So I started as a student, so it was 2008, mm-hmm. and I, back then it was like the economics was cool. Like there was a free economics, and there was just like, and I just thought economics was cool because I actually had an economics class. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I should have my own like studentomics, and then then I was like, what about studentomics? Then I was like, oh, I, I, just, I like the name. I just thought I thought it was clever. It was like 2008, like I said, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I went with it, and the answer is whatever you want it to be because. For, if you're a young person, obviously it's for studentomics, but some people, they, they like the studentomics. So okay. it depends on the mood that I'm in. <laughs> okay, I see. And yeah, you were saying, yeah, well, okay, this uh, you have the opportunity to to do a lot of work online. So you you run this studentomics website. So it's it's a blog. You also have a YouTube channel. You also have a podcast. So what are you all doing? Yeah, it's all kind of happened by accident. I mm-hmm. Like I said, I was a student and I wanted to start a business. I was one of those people that read like uh, business books, <laughs> entrepreneurship books, self-help stuff. I watched motivational videos and I, I did nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> I had eight months off from college because I, I actually took some, I did summer school just to, just to have the next summer off. It's kind of weird, but <laughs> so I, I, I wanted, I wanted from January to September to be off. So I was working a part-time job and then my goal was to start a business before September. And I was just like, I was just reading these books and I was working, you know, working every day, but I, didn't, I never started a business. And I knew that I liked money and I wanted to do something with money. So I uh, 
I kept on talking about it, talking about it, and, and then September came, and I, I had no business. <laughs> so I went back to I went back to school, and um, and then it was November, and I'm like, man, I, like I started writing articles. I was I was just writing and like like thinking about. It. I was trying to do an article a day. They're terrible articles. If you I've looked back and they're they're embarrassing. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I I was writing an article a day, and then finally in November, it was November seventh, two thousand eight. It was a warm day. I don't know why. It was a very warm day that day. Like I said, we have weird seasons. <laughs> and I remember I went for a bike ride. I went for a walk. And everyone I knew was was busy that day. I had nothing to do. And it was a Friday night. So I finally I said I gotta start my own business so I can you know live my live my own terms. I was tired of you know you know working part time jobs. Mm-hmm. So I, I finally launched Studentomics, and I uh, it was it was just a weird. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I, I launched it. I had the worst design ever. I had the worst articles, and sometimes. <laughs> And I, you know, I went through college and I was working, I was working, you know, full-time hours. I was, I was a student. I, I was just writing, writing, working. And eventually I graduated college debt-free in 2010. Mm-hmm. I was, and I was like, I'm going to do this vlogging thing. And I didn't know what was going to happen. And I locked into a freelance writing job. I, uh, I started freelance writing. I was in a forum and somebody needed a writer. So I became a freelance writer. And then, you know, as you're as you're working and you're creating something, you never know what's gonna happen. So I ended up uh, selling ad space, you know, like advertising AdSense, and I realized that I can actually make money with this. And then you know, I still kept a part time job, and I and I did freelance writing. I monetized my blog, and it kind of took on a life of its own. So then, yeah, I started a YouTube channel, a podcast. I'm on all, all over Instagram, all over Twitter, and it's kind of just been like on the job training. And I, I don't know what's gonna happen next, but I'm enjoying the ride so far. Yeah, no, it's very cool. And I've watched a few of your uh, YouTube videos. They're quite cool. So your uh, target people, target audience is 20-year-olds to early 30s, I would say. Is that correct? Yeah, we've, we've grown together. It's kind of mm, weird. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like being a mom blogger or something, like or being like a <laughs> pregnant. You know, you know, like you can only be pregnant or a mom for so long. Eventually, your kids grow up and stuff. So like, it's like me. I, I, was a, I was a teenage. I was like a, I was 20. So I was like a a student blogger, but I can't be a student forever. You know, I'm a 32 year old guy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't, be, I can't be hanging around college campuses. <laughs> so we've kind of grown together. So, you know, it's like a journey. We take you from a broke college student to, to now we're tackling different issues. You know, at one point we were, we were, we were pre-drinking on a Friday night just to save a few bucks or, or Thursday night. <laughs> and, that, and now we're talking about how to, you know, save up for your kids or save up for your kids college. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or how, how to go to a networking event where you're, where you're not supposed to get drunk, you know, <laughs> <laughs> how to move up in your career. So the audience has grown and I've grown and we're kind of, we're all in our thirties now, but of course the older articles are still there. So we're, we're just growing together and we're kind of, I guess, hopefully we're all enjoying the ride. Yeah. Uh, excellent. I really like it. And then you have uh, your own take on personal finance. And I and I like it. It's a, bit, it's a bit dynamic. It's a bit against the grain or against the common advice. And um, I mean, you've been around the world, actually. So how did you manage to do that in your 20s? Because it's not always easy to to get successful with your money, manage your money, and then as well travel the world and do all these things. I mean, what is your take on personal finance, uh, Martin? Yeah, I wish I could tell you I had some emotional story or something, but I, uh, I've always just been greedy, you know. <laughs> just, <laughs> like everyone has these emotional stories, you know. They were like crying in the, you know, and then they, they had a, like some some epiphany and they had some big moment. I've just always been greedy. I've just always wanted to have money. Mm-hmm. When when I was a kid, I, you know, I come from an immigrant family. My family comes from Poland, and you know, I'm, I'm not complaining. We we had a good, you know, they did their best. They had three kids. They worked like day and night. So I just knew if I wanted something, 
I had to work for it. Like, like it's not that complicated, you know. <laughs> like, so I, uh, I started delivering newspapers when I was eight years old, and then I, uh, I started. I became a soccer referee. I, uh, I started cutting grass for older people in the community, and I just did these odd jobs. And I just always wanted to have money. So when I was in, in my teenage years, I just worked. And then when I got to college, I just read about like personal finance, and I just wanted to have money, like. Like a lot of people, they blame school. They say, oh, you know, college should uh, should teach us personal finance. High school should teach us. Well, they teach us gym and people are still fat, right? It's not like, it's not like, <laughs> teaching, it's not like yeah. teaching personal finance to solve all the problems. I kind of like, I was just greedy and I wanted to read more about making money. So I looked yeah. into different ways to make money. I read every book I could. I read every blog. I started writing about it. And I started investing my money, you know, stocks. And then, then I invested into real estate. And I just kept on freelancing, saving money, investing. It's not really a sexy process. Like, uh, you know, you work a lot of weekends, you, you just hustle. And then I just kept on investing. And then I was lucky enough to, uh, to you know, to have enough money saved to start traveling. Because, you know, I was making money for my laptop. So this is like 2011 and it was still kind of new, this whole like this whole like uh, digital nomad stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of nervous, but my, my family freaked out. But, you know, I did a big Euro trip. Like when I say travel, it's also like I'm not doing glamorous traveling. Like I was, st- I was staying in hostels, you know, and <laughs> yeah, doing the Euro train. How is it called? Uh... Yeah, yeah, and I was, I wasn't like living the life, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one thing that I learned. I, I read a lot of good books, and I learned that uh, travel doesn't have to be for the rich and famous. You, you can travel to Europe and stay in hostels and have the time of your life. Of yeah, course, absolutely. You know, I'm not, yeah, in my thirties, in my thirties, I couldn't do that. Now I don't want to be, you know, a thirty-year-old guy in a hostel. But it was fun in your twenties, and, and you could travel any way you want. And it's one thing I learned that you know, your your money, your personal finance is is your life. It's your way. So I just wanted to travel, and I made that a priority. Which, by by making it a priority, that means you got to sa- sacrifice or uh, cut back in other areas. So by wanting to travel, I, I knew that I wouldn't have like I don't know the, the newest clothes. I wouldn't have a nice car ever. I would have to pick up more freelance work and have to pick up more shifts. And I just knew that I wanted to make travel happen. And I did everything I could. And, and I tell people this, you know, you can have anything you want. You just can't, you just can't have everything that you want. Mm-hmm. Very good. And uh, Martin, you, you are, I hear you're a hustler. You're a, you're greedy. You like to make money. You like experiences as well. But in the end, all that hustling, all that, um, what, what are you working towards to actually, what, what is that all that money for? Wow, it's a philosophical question. I, I don't know. I just have a better life, you know, because I, I, I know what it's like to struggle and come from a family where you don't like I still have a lot of uh, a poor family in Poland. And I, I know what it's like to have no money. And when you have no money, you have no options. I just I just want to have a life with options. With options. I yeah. I don't want money to, you know, it holds a lot of us back and it's an uncomfortable thing to say. But when you're broke, life is not fun. You know, I've seen what it's like and I don't want that to ever happen. I don't want to have to worry about my next meal or about feeding my family in the future. No family yet. And I don't want to have to worry about, you know, working a job that I don't like. Like I'd rather work all day, every day than work a job I don't like for eight hours a day. I just, I, I don't want that kind of life. I just, I just know what I don't want and I know what I want. And, and I just, I'm willing to work towards it and to make it happen. No, no, that's very good. Uh, I really like it. And actually, I said something similar on another podcast. It's back in um, 2016, I was an expat. I never made as much money as then. But the thing that was good, it's not about uh, yeah going to fancy places or traveling in style. It was the the possibility to have options that, that I didn't need to worry about all these things you just mentioned, like I didn't need to worry about food, about clothing, about, yeah, can I afford this or that? No, I I can do it. If I want to, I will do it. If I don't want to, it's better as well. 
So yeah, I really like that philosophy, uh, Martin. And Martin, talking about hustling, this is a bit part of your uh, DNA. <laughs> and uh, you, you've you've tried several um, activities. You you tried uh, driving for Uber. You tried. Uh, I think you tried. You also are coffee lover, and you are now doing the Airbnb experiences with the coffee tours. Can you? Yes. Can you just maybe before going to the coffee tour, just explain us a bit your experience with hustling or, or, or trying different uh, ventures to make more money? Yeah. So the, the beauty about having a blog, and I, I tell people this, is that is that you become a face of a of a niche of a topic. So by becoming a face of making money in personal finance as a young adult, I feel like a responsibility to try out different things. Mm-hmm. And, and the one biggest struggle I find for young adults now is, is, is making more money. Like, you know, if you finish college and we, 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 we think when we're in college, that we're, you know, as soon as we're done, we're going to be living the life, you know, traveling the world like, like the rock in a private jet, <laughs> signing, <laughs> signing deals, you know, never worrying about money again. But then even if you get a good job, you get your first paycheck, you're like, wow. This sucks. Like <laughs> so many taxes. And then you pay your rent, your mortgage. And you're like, wow, I got nothing left for myself. How am I supposed to eat? How am I supposed to travel? How, how am I supposed to do anything? And it's very frustrating. So the one thing I try to look at is uh, the best defense is better offense, or however you say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I try to look at you know frugality is really boring, right? Like nobody wants to be told what they can't do. Like it's like these frugality, like frugal. And a lot of the stuff gets boring. So I uh, I like to look at different ways to make more money. So I've always tried to explore different income streams and uh, and I, I like to review them. And and for and for uh, selfish reasons, I get paid to review. You know, the better the content I have in my blog, the more money I make, right? <laughs> so yeah. and I also want to give a fair and honest answer. So I try to I try I've tried every different hustle. So the you know whatever comes up, I try it. I tried uh, like freelance writing, and I wrote about that. I've tried starting a blog. I write about that. And I give an honest opinion. I don't sell the dream. I, I tell people the pros and cons. And, and then I tried uh, Uber. So I drove for Uber for a summer. And that, that became very popular. I don't know why or how, but I guess people wanted to hear about it. So I did that. And that was, that was probably the most profitable thing I ever did. I, okay. To be yeah, because of the affiliate marketing and uh, the article took off. So I've always just explored different side hustles. And that, that brings us to the newest one, which is the uh, Airbnb experience, which is a uh, coffee crawl, if, if we want to go into that. Yes, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? I know you explained it in details um, on the Financial Independence Europe podcast. You you go on uh, extensively, so let's just make it short here, just to give a flavor of what it is, because it's something I never heard of before. Airbnb experiences. Can you tell us a little bit about that? For sure. So the Airbnb experience, anything and everything. It's uh, when you go out on the Airbnb app, you can get a room and then you can do activities. So these activities are just led by regular people. So you as a regular person can apply to host any kind of activity. And in my case, I don't have any special skills. Like I can't play the instrument. <laughs> I, I can't teach yoga, which are like really cool things to do. So I realized that I, I, I could just show people coffee shops. I wanted to, sh- to try any way to make money doing this. And I didn't want to waste time, you know, because I – Yeah, sure, I could learn the piano and teach it, but that, that'll take a couple years. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> so I, I was like, I know coffee because I've been always drinking coffee because I'm always working in coffee shops. So I um, I just found out the coolest coffee shops and I started a coffee crawl. So it's like I show people different coffee shops. And so whenever someone books a place to stay in Toronto, they, they get a list of things to do. And one of them is the uh, Queen West coffee crawl. So essentially, I show people coffee from Ethiopia, Armenia, and from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And you just get guests and you just hang out. You show them coffee shops. And it's really that simple. Is it popular? Yeah. So um, 
It is very popular. I'm okay. actually surprised. Yeah. Because Airbnb is pretty new, right? So they started like uh, they started they started this thing in 2016, and then they really invested into it in 2018. Because Airbnb wants you to stay on their app, right? Like 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 they, they realize that people are booking rooms and, and accommodations, lodging, but they wanted people to book their activities because then people would go to TripAdvisor or Expedia. So they said, "Why don't we get that action?" So the Airbnb started marketing this, and they got very aggressive with it, and they promote. Like as soon like my my buddy actually funny story he booked a room in Toronto to have a party, and then he gets an email saying hey you should do the Queen West coffee crawl oh excellent <laughs> he's like he's like he's he's thinking like I'm gonna see that that guy you know what the hell <laughs> yeah so so then then I decided to write about this and then I did a, a deep dive into it and there's people making a killing like there's like photography tours there's walking tours. And it's for tourists, right? So obviously there's no travel now, but you know it has to come back eventually. Mm-hmm. But as a tourist, when you travel, you just want someone to show you things, right? Usually, like, like you don't want to get lost. You, you don't want to like you want to see the best food, the best places. And 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 if you're traveling somewhere for a week or a weekend, you don't have time to waste. So like the the biggest thing on on the app is the photography tours. Like I know it sounds silly, but there's actual Instagram tours. Like my brother did one in Bali. Okay. Hey, and people show you the best Instagrammable photos. So, <laughs> so somebody goes around taking pictures of you for Instagram. It's it's ridiculous, but hey, it's uh, anything can be an experience. I I wrote about it because I think it is the best side hustle for for young people right now. But it sounds actually quite cool because if you, I checked actually before uh, the show. There's nothing here in Luxembourg City, but I've seen a few activities and I saw in Spain, uh, I think it was um, in Madrid or something, you can do an Airbnb experience with uh, learning to dance uh, flamenco or something. You know, it's all crazy stuff, but with locals. And I really like that um, it is possible to meet locals like this because sometimes, you know, you go to a big city like Toronto or Paris or... uh, I don't know, a city you don't know, like New York. And then you're like, yeah, you're a bit lost because you, you can do the tourist stuff, the classic things. But as well, why not try to meet a local who can take you on a coffee tour, teach you uh, to dance or, or take you to the, all the Instagrammable uh, places? Or, or anything. And uh, I'm surprised there's nothing in your city. I, 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 we could double check later. But uh, every city has something. And, uh, and, and actually, we had someone. I had someone come from Barcelona And he enjoyed the coffee tour, so he went back home and he started the Barcelona coffee cross. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but every city has different activities. Like, I saw one guy; he's a he's a comedian, and I guess he's he's trying to make extra money. He's a comedian. I don't I don't know if he makes much money. So he does um he does a walking tour where he tells you jokes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> why not? <laughs> you can do anything. There's there's a lot. Like there's like every city will always need uh like alcohol trips, like booze bar crawls, yeah, yeah pub crawls, yeah, and uh, walking tours because people want to see things. Like like until the end of time, people are gonna want to explore. Like when you when you when you land in Toronto, New York, Barcelona, Paris, you're lost. So you want someone to show you around, and it's better doing it with a local cool person because it's usually cheaper and they'll show you more, and it's not like a big tour. So it's 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 I think it's the best, and anybody can get on there. And even though even though now it's shut down, it depends on when you're listening. Uh, they're still accepting people, so you can apply, and you can. I've I've applied for extra coffee crawls, so when when the world opens up, I'll have two coffee crawls, <laughs> and you, or you can even do an online uh, experience. So there's, there's there's definitely money to be made there. Okay, very cool. Is that something you? So you say, yeah, when the world's open up, I will do it again. But do you see you, yourself doing that uh, as a fun side hustle for a long period of time? Or is it more for the experience and it's fun for now and we'll see later? 
Well, yeah, so I wrote about it. I, I actually created a whole book and a whole course about it. Oh, man. <laughs> and and so, so here's the funny thing. The day that I launched it was the day the world shut down. Yeah. <laughs> so literally, I launched this course and this book, and that same day, the it was just like, nope, Airbnb experiences are done. <laughs> the oh. world shut down. <laughs> March 17th. I'll never forget it. I just laid in bed. I'm like, what? A... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Life goes on. I'm, I'm still young and handsome. And Absolutely. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> it could be a lot worse. <laughs> well, you're, you're ready for when the worlds open up. That's it. It's ready. Then you can work on something else. It's fine. <laughs> yes. That, that, that was the best time to, to build yourself up. So if you... If you're bored, if you're feeling stuck at home, now you, you can build yourself up and you're ready to go. I'm chomping at the bit. I'm waiting for this to, whole thing to open up because I have so many ideas that I'm ready just to launch. <laughs> okay, that, that's uh, amazing to hear, uh, Martin. And then talking about all this being locked down, being in, uh, in this a bit difficult times, you know, something that can get people excited still is, is watching motivation videos, getting inspired, reading books, following, listening to Gary Vee every day. Yeah. And yeah. this is, okay, we, we joked about it a bit before the show, but I think this uh, is an important topic and I wanted to as well discuss that with you today of because course, uh, it's uh, all those motivation videos. I mean, I don't know who's a real guru, what's fake, what works. I don't know. What's your experience with uh, all this motivation uh, industry? Yes. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So I'm, t I'm torn on this, obviously, because I write about, you know, money and success and mindset. Mm -hmm. So I understand there's an importance. This kind of content has to exist. But there's just so much wow and not enough how. Like there's so much fluff. And I think it's gotten out of control in my opinion. And now it's it's kind of amusing. It's like, like, like usually when you see someone has CEO in their profile on social media, that usually means they're broke. Because <laughs> <laughs> like people are addicted to this entrepreneurship stuff. And I think this this entrepreneurship addict, addiction is, is costing people money. And I truly believe that motivational videos could ruin your life. Like – I, I know friends that have been watching these videos for five, 10 years, and they've done nothing with this information. Mm -hmm. And of course, like, you know, if you listen to a motivational podcast for five minutes and then you go to work, that's fine. But what, what happens is most people just consume this all day. And I guess you get a dopamine release and I guess you feel like you're doing something, but you're not really doing anything. You're just watching these videos. And I, I just feel that like, like it's, uh, it leads to nowhere. Like it, I've talked to friends and they, they think they're above everything. Like they, they want to start the next Facebook. They want to be the next Bill, Gary V. And the problem is there's already one Gary V and that's enough. Like, like the world doesn't need another motivational speaker. And this is the saddest thing that I see. I see that, like, you know, if someone wants to start a side also or a business, there's so many practical ways to make money. You know, you can start, you can start freelancing, you can start an experience, you can start uh, coding, whatever. And instead, people want to be like in a motivational speaker and they start sharing the same quotes Oh, like be the hardest worker in the room. You got to chase your dreams. They talk all this nonsense and they usually just give up after a few months and they go back to just watching these motivational videos. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And the thing is, I'm not against it. You know, I sometimes I see a video of uh, Gary Vee popping up in my YouTube channel and it's okay. You know, I watch, he's like, do the work. Yeah, do this and that. I think it's fine. And I, I think it makes sense. And I've seen some others, some are a BS And some are um, some are fine, but it's true that there was a time uh, where I was looking at transitioning to my current job. I mean, I had a few months of searching, so I was watching a few of those motivational videos. Oh, yeah. It was helping a bit. I mean, it was inspiring. And uh, I have a good friend of mine. She was doing the same lately, and she also found a new job. But then I was like watching this every day or uh, every two days. And then I was like, 
yeah, okay, it's cool, but I'm not doing anything. I'm, I should be uh, sending out my CV, improving my, <laughs> uh, I don't know, improving my, um, you know, interview skills and stuff like this. And I should I'm not... doing something. <laughs> yeah. And, and okay, luckily it didn't take me a long time, but, uh, and I've seen that happen. As you say, I, I met another guy then that was when I was living in Norway and he um, tried to get me into uh, MLM, oh, no. into uh, Amway. And the guy is a nice guy. And then he, we went for a coffee. And then actually, I thought he wanted to talk about the blog and about uh, personal oh, finance. No. So I was all excited, <laughs> of course. Oh, no. And he, and then he started with Kiyosaki stuff. I'm like, oh, this is getting fishy. <laughs> and and then he, and then he started, yeah, because you know you can be an entrepreneur. And this, I'm like, dude, you, I, I know you you work uh, in a restaurant. What's all this entrepreneur stuff? Uh, where does that come from? And then. Okay, it turned out he, he was trying to get me into the MLM. And where I want to get to is, um, oh no, I was pissed actually. But what, where I want to get to is that he said, yeah, but it's great. I go to conferences and I learn stuff and I go and I get courses and it's great. And I said, yeah, okay, but what do you want to do with all those courses? Yeah, I learn and I educate, I get better. I said, yeah, okay, do you have a goal? What is your goal? And then he was Making saying, money. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning more and more. I'm like, yeah, okay, but uh, there's no end. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the tricky, that's the gray area. It's the tricky part. Like I'm all about entrepreneurship and talking about making money, but people just talk in circles and they never say anything. And, and these like conferences and courses, it's bags. Now there's like a, a course on courses. There's a, a podcast on podcasting, a Twitter about Twitter. Like, and it's like, you don't know who's real and who's fake anymore. And it's, it's, it's a shame because there's so many of these events. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you the reason I started going, I started really going off about this was because in, in 2016, my YouTube co-host, Trevor, great guy, nice guy, but just a gullible guy, you know, I hope he's listening and I hope he's, I hope he's embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk to him for a few weeks and I've been talking, you know, we worked together for like a couple of years. I helped him start freelancing. He's doing well. He's, he's a, he, he actually does a real service. He was doing photography, freelance work. You do pictures and you get paid. Like that's actual work, right? Like mm-hmm. he was doing video editing and the world needs video editors, right? Like people have to edit videos. So he's doing this, he's going well. And then we don't, we don't talk for a few weeks. And then he does a Facebook post. He says, I finally started my own business. I'm an entrepreneur now. I'm like, this idiot. Like, he's been making money this whole time. I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm like oh, my God. I, I didn't want to ask, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what, I'm like, what did you do? How, I'm like, you have your own business. You know that, right? He goes, no, now I really have my own business. So he got conned into some scheme where he paid $500. And it's – I don't want to say the company name. I'm not giving them free publicity. But I looked up – I looked up the company name and the first article says this company is a scam. <laughs> first article. <laughs> like literally the first one. And then he paid 500 bucks to buy into this from some fat loser. I, I don't mean to be rude, but this guy was like some loser, total loser mm-hmm. who conned an innocent person. And I'm like, Trevor, first of all, did you look at the source? He goes, yeah. He goes, this guy makes a lot of money. I'm like, I'm like how does he make his money? And he's like, well, by, by – being in this program, I'm like, I'm like, duh, that's how he makes his money. That, yeah, exactly, I, yeah, recruiting you. Just, yeah. And this guy was such a loser. Like, oh, this guy would just prey on people. Like, and it made me sick, like, to my stomach, that, like, what a loser this guy was. And he just, and then he wanted Tre- Trevor to sell internet services, like, and this program. Like, so pr- pretty much Trevor would just embarrass himself. He's trying to sell you crappy internet. 
and access into this program where you have to pay $500 to promote internet and this program. Like it just went in, it went in circles. It went nowhere. And then Trevor goes to cancel. And then this guy starts berating him. And these people are like in a cult almost. The guy calls Trevor and he's yelling at him. He goes, you don't, you're not going to get rich. You don't know what it's like. And it's bad. And then they brought him to some event and they're yelling and they're all like, it's very, it's, it's dangerous. You know, like you get caught into this and these people are losers because they're just, they're just trying to rip you off. They're just charging you 500 bucks for nothing. And it goes in circles and, and they promise you the world. You know, they tell you you're going to make yeah, money. It flatters a bit the ego with the entrepreneur. I saw that in this guy. It was like, he was like, yeah, but I run my own business and stuff yeah. like this. But uh, yeah, you're just trying to sell uh, for a commission and uh, trying to recruit others. <laughs> and I, I tell people, if the business promises you easy money and that anyone can do it, that means it's not true. Not anyone can do everything. You know, that's not how life is. Yeah, and, and then I asked him, I said, okay, but so you've been doing this for one year. How much do you make? Yeah, no, I need to recoup my investment. So it's not there yet. I say, okay, but then why should I join? You know? Yeah. So the reason I call this guy a loser is because he's, he's selling Trevor the dream. Mm. I, so that, sometimes you have to be really harsh. I said, Trevor, where does he live? Like, does he have a condo? Does he have a nice apartment? He's like, no, no, no. He lives with his mom still. I'm like, how old is he? He goes, oh, he's in his mid 40s. And I said, this guy's in his mid-40s, living with his mom, hanging out with 20-year-olds, trying to sell them get-rich-quick schemes. I mean, do you, do you not see the problem here? <laughs> and, like, he's dragging people into, into these events where, like, they're just, like, talking in circles, talking about how you got to really want it. You got to work for yourself. And then I'm like, you got to look at the source. And then finally Trevor laughed. And then, then he saw the guy a year later. And the guy's like, yeah, I had to leave. It was too stressful. Mm-hmm. But then... Not, Trevor goes, but yeah, but I thought you were making $10,000 a month, $100,000 a month. The guy's like, yeah, no, I, I never got there. He goes, he goes you got to work hard to get there. And like, it, it's just, it's so dangerous. And like entrepreneurship is not for everyone. You know, anyone can become an entrepreneur, but not, but sometimes it's not for you. And, and people forget that you, you could start with a side hustle. You could start with a small business and work your way up. You can't just go, you know, from zero to a hundred thousand a month. That That's the, like, and then these success stories, they screw with people. You know, you, you're going through Facebook, you see some success story. Like, like, oh, this guy was homeless. This guy was living in a box and now he's a millionaire. Like, shut up, you know. Like, it's so, it's so dangerous. And then you think, how come I can't be a millionaire overnight, you know? Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it messes with you. And, I, and, I, and I, that's why I started speaking out about this stuff. Because, you know, like, when you're, when you're starting a business, yes, you should invest in yourself. But you can't just invest in yourself every day. Like, there's only so many courses and so many books you can read. You need to get some results. You have to actually make money. You have to actually start a business. You can't just talk about starting a business. Yeah, no, you, you need to do. Huh? I mean, it's do the work. I mean, in that sense, Gary Vee is like, yeah, you should work. You should do this stuff. But the thing is, you can't keep on listening to him. You know, it's like, it's 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 fun. It's it's great. It's inspirational. You know, he has a great story. But because I've stopped, I mean, not I've stopped. I continue to listen now and then. And I liked a bit of kick in the butt as well for my podcast or my blog, I try to focus first on doing stuff. And then, okay, uh, if I have a uh, half an hour in the evening, okay, I put on a YouTube and yeah, it's nice. It gives me a good feeling, but at least I've done the work. <laughs> yeah. You know, this entrepreneurship stuff is fun to listen to. I listen to entrepreneurship podcasts every day, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's important to also look into like specific things. So let's say you want to start like a freelance business, try to find, you know, a podcast, about how someone started a freelance business, right? <laughs> if you want to get into better shape, listen to a podcast and get into better shape. If you want to, be a consultant for pregnant moms. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. You you can find a podcast. That makes sense. The problem is that people consume this like generic information 
about how you got to be the best. You got to want it. And then they start – it's like a vicious cycle. Every, every person goes through this. They, then they start lecturing people. On, like they read these motivational books and quotes. Then they start lecturing on social media. <laughs> they start sharing the same quotes. They start arguing. They start talking about nothing. They become really annoying. Then after six months, they realize this is going nowhere. I'm just making an ass of myself. <laughs> Like I've seen so many friends do this. They start ranting and raving about how hard they work. They're the best. They work. They work, They're up at four in the morning, and they just. I feel bad for them. It's cringeworthy because it's like, man, just you got to make some money. I don't care what time you woke up at. You know, it's 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 about what you did when you woke up. You know, and that's another annoying thing. This whole like uh, wake up culture. Like people would just talk about how you have to wake up at three or four in the morning. <laughs> Like all this nonsense. I mean, you guys, what are you talking about? But you know, I, I, there was some guy on Twitter said, yeah, I woke up at 4.30 a.m. Or this guy work, uh, wakes up at 4.30. I'm like, I replied, okay, when did he go to bed? <laughs> yeah. And if you go to bed at 8 o'clock, I'm sorry, you're, that's embarrassing. You're an adult going to bed at 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, so you can wake up at 4.30. Okay, fine. I go to bed at 11 and I wake up at 7. Okay, what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah. But like, what, what are you so proud of? You're up at 4.30. There's no sun. You're isolated from society. Like, just, and like, that's the dangerous – that's why I say that's one of the most dangerous things about this, this motivational stuff. It's like you start trying to follow these unrealistic, strange rules. Like, what are you going to accomplish by going to sleep at 8 o'clock, you know? <laughs> and, like, I understand sometimes you got to wake up at 5 because, you know, you want to train and you have to go to work at 8. Yeah, that makes sense. But some people just feel like, you know, they read, they read, they read Grant Cardone or somebody said, you got to be up at 5. You got to meditate. You got to express gratitude. And they try to follow these unrealistic rules and they just become a robot, you know? Like, like they just, they're always tired. They're always drained. But they're up at 4 because Grant Cardone told them to be, you know? 10x. You need to 10x, uh, Martin. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's become really annoying, and I I had to I have to and I had to speak out on it because you can be successful by waking up at eight in the morning, you know, like you can <laughs> you can wake up at seven and still be a winner. You're not a loser if you, if you enjoy sleep. Like you need sleep more than anything because sleep is the most important factor when it comes to any of this stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, no, I I, uh, I really appreciate you you sharing your thoughts and even the the story of your friend. And on morning routines, I wake up at actually at quarter to seven to be precise. And I have a morning routine. It's uh, inspired by some of this, but it's something that works for me. I do a bit of push-ups. I do, I do a gratitude moment as well. I do that, but it works yeah. for me. I don't do it because uh, I don't wake up at 5.30 to, to go to the gym and all these things. I mean, I could, but I do something that works for me. It's simple. I mean, it could be, and I have a colleague, he walks his dog every morning. It, that works fine as well. If that's his morning routine, that's his morning routine. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's why I, I say a lot. It's uh, you got to find the, the, the journey and the, and the, sorry, the process that works for you, the routine that works for you. And you don't like to, entrepreneurship makes people anxious because they think they got to, they got to be up at four, three th or four, three thirty in the morning. And they and you know read six books before they take a shower. And they got <laughs> they got to take a cold shower and they got to apply CBD oil and they got to meditate, express gratitude for two hours, and learn three languages. Like like relax, just just get one thing done at a time. You know, make some money or you know w work on yourself a little bit. You don't have to be a, a mindless robot. You don't have to consume another course. You don't you don't need more courses, more books. You need more action. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Great message, uh, Martin. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, Martin, I think we, we've come at the end of the show. I think it was a great, uh, yeah, great discussion. I appreciate it. And um, as we, you know, we always have our 
three quick fire questions. Yeah. So the number one question, uh, Martin, to you is, uh, what has been your best investment so far? Yeah, travel. Travel has to be the best investment. I, I have friends who don't even have a passport. I have two passports, and you have to just travel, get out there, see the world. Like it's tough to quantify everything, and, and whenever people ask me, they say, "Oh, I have a thousand dollars. What should I do with it?" I say, "Go on a trip." Mm-hmm. That's the, I think travel is the best thing. It opens your eyes, it challenges you, it shows you what's out there, and it gives you motivation. Because once you travel once, you get the bug, and then you're you're forced to work harder because you want to travel more, and that becomes your your inspiration, and it gives you a, it gives your life meaning, it gives you something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Any special experience that that you um one particular experience uh, on your travels i'll tell you when you're older i, I can't i can't share that online come on okay <laughs> <laughs> my future kids are going to be listening to this uh, yeah i know i'm joking yeah i know stuff like that stuff like you know meeting new people and uh <clears throat> like networking connecting and uh going to argentina uh, costa rica sitting on the beach trying to surf uh, thailand just hanging out by the beach Australia, just standing there looking around, realizing you're on the other side of the world, uh, going to Poland and visiting family, uh, being in Colombia, just having a nice steak dinner, just looking out into the city and just it's middle of February. Everyone's freezing back home and you're eating a steak in the heat. Yeah, exactly. That That's cool. And then we'll talk about the the uncertain sort of stuff after the recording. So no worries, uh, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, and I, I really like to travel as well, and uh, it's been ingrained in me since uh, childhood because my parents were actually, uh, I mean, they love to travel as well, and, um, you know, in, and in Europe, okay, you, you do um, <clears throat> 200 miles with your car, you're in another country, so you, yeah, you're, it's kind of, <laughs> you're, you're almost uh, kind of forced to, to travel, and you fly one hour, you're in Spain, and from here, uh, you know, it's crazy. So it's great. And uh, of course, I share similar exper- experiences as yours. And yeah, I really love it. I even met one funny story is that I um, even met one podcast guest. It's um, his name is Cade. And actually, you know, I met him a long time ago in Thailand. And actually, uh, he's a rock star. I invited him on the show to as well uh, discuss this, but it was totally random. You know, it was uh, on, a oh, yeah. ev- on an evening in Thailand. And six years later, he's on the podcast and he's uh, actually... Being successful with his band, so it's great. You know, you 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 don't know what you're gonna get when you go on holiday. So absolutely, yeah. uh, I agree. I met a guy in Cancun in 2006. We partied, and then we kept in touch. And then mm-hmm. I went to visit him 12 years later in in Prince Edward Island in Canada. So 12 years later, we hung out, and I stayed at his place, and we just hung out again. Yeah, cool. <laughs> people are like, "How do you know each other?" We're like, "Oh, we met 12 years ago in Cancun." Yeah, excellent. <laughs> Like talk about like you know long time in between hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> and I actually, well, I actually lied about my name. I was in Cancun. I met this girl, and I lied about my age and my name. <laughs> I gave myself a few years, and I gave myself five years. So when he saw me, he goes, "How old are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm actually not. I'm not the age you thought I was." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Martin, the next question: Do you have a particular book you would like to recommend to the listeners? And it does not need to be a financial book. Yeah, I never eat alone. Uh, Keith Ferrazzi, I like that book. It's uh, it's about like networking and connecting, and it really opened my eyes to the idea of uh, like people like networking has like a kind of like a dirty connotation, but it kind of opened my eyes to the idea of like uh, connecting and actually caring about people and building relationships, and like mm-hmm. it's really changed my life. Like like people when they when they think of, like you know you get these emails, people are like, oh, let's network. Like what does that even mean? It just showed you the importance of like following up and like asking questions because these are just small things like just to ask a question and to follow up with someone you'd be surprised by how many people never do this like i have friends that only call me to talk about themselves 
Like it's kind of scary. You know? <laughs> people, some people never follow up, and it's just like it just teaches you how to become a better, like not a better person, you know, how to make more friends and have a bigger network and how to navigate that kind that world. Okay, that that sounds like an interesting book. I'll uh, link all your information and the books in the show notes so uh, the listeners can find it. And I think this book uh, sounds really interesting to me as well. I like to improve networks and building better relations. I mean, I'm a big fan of how to win friends and influence people. So this sounds yeah, a bit like... Yeah, it's like, like the follow-up my... to that book pretty much. Ah, okay, perfect, perfect. It's like a sequel almost. <laughs> okay, excellent. I like that. And uh, number three, what has been your best purchase for under $100 or Canadian dollars in your case? <laughs> yeah, I thought about this long and hard and it's, I, I got to go with a, a coffee machine, you know. <laughs> you, need, you need a good coffee machine in your place to start your day off with a nice black coffee and just to, you know, just to get that energy. <laughs> Can't go wrong with coffee. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I like my uh, homemade coffee. I mean, it's a bean-to-cup machine. Do you have any particular bean type or a coffee type that you really enjoy since you're such a fan of coffee? Well, so I have a coffee crawl, so I do most of my good coffee drinking outside. <laughs> so I go to coffee shops where I drink, you know, I have the Ethiopian coffee, the Armenians. I have, at home, I'm just boring. I have just a Keurig or a French press, whatever. whatever's easiest, because I'm by myself here, right? So I don't want to get a fancy anything fancy it's just just, just me <laughs> <laughs> okay very cool and uh, martin i think the listeners will want to uh, know more about you so where can they find you uh yeah i'm on twitter at studentomics uh, studentomics.com my podcast is do you even hustle and uh, studentomics tv on youtube okay perfect okay i'll link it all up in the show notes so people can find you and uh, see your great content help them make good uh, money decisions help them make more money evaluate side hustles or not and see fun uh, travel experiences as well on your youtube so that's great so uh yeah martin i want to thank you again it was a uh, yeah i had a really pleasant conversation it was uh, very good and uh, yeah i think the listeners will enjoy it as well so thank you for coming on the show thanks for having me i think this is the episode where i had the most fun so far especially because we are debunking the myth of uh, entrepreneurships you know the morning routines etc how you need to wake up at 4 30 a.m I think this has been uh, on our minds for quite a while, so it, it, it was quite fun to to have this chat with uh, Martin. So I hope you enjoyed it as well and that you learned something from it. And uh, yeah, before we head off, as usual, the key takeaways for today. Number one, I really liked uh, Martin's motto. You can have anything you want, not everything you want. Number two, no money, no options. Yeah, and I really like this approach because this is exactly what I said in the Faith in Finance uh, podcast a few weeks back. Money is not only about driving sports cars and um, wearing luxury clothing. It's also about options, creating options for yourself, for your career, for the places you want to visit, etc. And sure, you can try the frugality path. I think it's important you are mindful with your money. But in the end, if you need more money, if you want to create more money, you will need to make more money. And that can be through side hustles. And why not Airbnb experiences? Number three, motivational content. Yeah, sure. You know, when you watch these things, when you listen to podcasts, it can feel good and you will get motivated, but there's a lot of fluff around. So yeah, just be wary who you are listening to. Getting inspired is great, but uh, do not only consume. At some point, you will need to take action to do the work. And a great tip from Martin, which is true. Look for specific content, not only the generic stuff. And then moving on to his story about his friend Trevor, be wary of the 
MLM schemes. MLM stands for multi-level marketing. They are promising you easy money. They flatter your ego. You know, oh, you're going to be an entrepreneur, etc. Basically, they're made to be, to, they are preying on you, you know, so, so be, be careful. Number four, morning routines. So yeah, for morning routines, no, you do not have to wake up at 4.30 a.m. Uh, like The Rock or like uh, Marky Mark, etc. to be successful in your endeavors. I mean, to each their own, I would say, if that works for them, good. Let them go sleep at 8 p.m. if that's what they want. Just find a morning routine that works for you and that is aligned with what you want to achieve. So yeah, the big message here regarding motivational content and morning routines is don't become a mindless robot. You do not need more books or courses. You just need more action. So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at Johnny Talks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.